0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and this is episode 130 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap week five, and I dish out my ballers and stallers, as well as give some week six waiver ads. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Week 5 is in the books, another exciting weekend of football, some big performers in fantasy football, some duds as well. I was able to get past a couple opponents with the 49ers beasting out, and I also lost a couple of weeks this week uh, to some Browns, dudding, namely Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, but I was able to beast out with George Kittle and my man Matt Breida. Welcome into the program, appreciate y'all tuning in, happy Tuesday morning. Let's get right into week 5 recap. We're going to start with Monday night football game fresh on the brain. The 49ers remain undefeated 4 and 0 taking down the Browns. The Browns fall to 2 and 3. The 49ers are undefeated and 4 and 0 for the first time since 1990. Per Nick Wagner of ESPN, The 49ers are 4-0 for the first time since 1990. That team won its fourth game of the season on October 7th, 1990. This team this year won its fourth game on October 7th, 2019. And the 49ers won their NFL record high 49th all-time Monday night football game. So the Niners are in full steam ahead. Their defense is extremely dominant in this game, and the Browns are really caught off guard right off the bat. Matt Breida starts off the game with an 83-yard touchdown run, and it was all Niners after that. Jimmy Garoppolo, 181 and two touchdowns. Really, my only concern on the 49ers team is Jimmy G, which I'll get to in just a little bit. I made a post about it on Instagram as well, at fantasyfootball__tckpod. My man Matt Breida, 11, carries 114 and a touch through Uh, on the ground the 83 yard touchdown helped out tremendously of course and then through the air as well another 15 yards and a receiving touchdown there too travis landry really the only bright spot somewhat for the browns four catches 75 yards the niners huge game 31 to 3 baker under duress the entire game odell could not get started the only low light for this uh niners team was robbie gold and the long snapper and holder had a really tough time they uh Missed two field goals, fumbled a snap, and they had a field goal blocked as well. I was actually, I needed about 15 points out of Robbie Gold, which is tough out of a kicker, but I actually would have had it if he would have made all four of his kicks, uh, but he did not. So that was a long, um You know, dud for the 49ers, but they absolutely dominated. Them and the Patriots are the only undefeated teams. So, 49ers, big win at home on Monday Night Football. Their NFL record, 49th Monday Night Football victory. They beat the Browns 31-3. to Browns are in trouble moving forward. We'll get to them when we preview um, tomorrow with Lucas. So the Niners 4-0, Browns 2-3. Niners with a big win at home, 31-3 on Monday Night Football. Let's dial it all the way back then now to Thursday Night Football where the Seahawks had a huge win over the Rams, 30-29. to This is a great game. The Seahawks 9-1 on Thursday night primetime games since 2010. Jared Goff, 395 yards and a touchdown. Another game with almost 400 yards he had 517 of course two weeks ago against the bucks he almost has 400 in this game as well but again not a great performance from him overall uh Russell Wilson on the other side throws four touchdowns um, and the Seahawks absolutely I think dominate this game to be perfectly honest with you but um, the game was just 30 to 29 and the Seahawks edged it out to get to four and one the Rams three and two Chris Carson 27 carries 118 yards and Gerald Everett for. The Rams, 136 yards. Cooper Cup, over 100 yards. Again, As well. So the Rams are not quite where they were last year. Todd Gurley, not quite there. Um, Although he does stumble in for two touchdowns, but the Seahawks just a great team win here. Um, One of the best catches I've ever seen from Tyler Lockett and one of the best throws on that player from Russell Wilson. So Seahawks firing on all cylinders, big game out of Chris Carson bouncing back 27 carries 118. They're looking pretty good. So the Seahawks big win at home on Thursday night football 30 to 29 over the Rams. Now let's get into the Sunday slate, and we are with the Cardinals and the Bengals. The battle of the winless teams. Cliff Kingsbury wins his first game as an NFL coach, 26-23 on the road, and the Bengals fall to 0-5. Andy Dalton, 262 and two touchdowns. Kyler Murray led the team in rushing just ahead of David Johnson with 93 on the ground and a touchdown, and Tyler Boyd for the Bengals, 10 catches, 123 and a touchdown. So the Cardinals get off the schneid, and the Bungles uh, fall to 0-5 on the season. Let's go to the Bills and the Titans. And the Bills are 3-0 and on the road to begin the season for the first time since 1993. They win this game. It was a dogfight, 14-7. to um, Really not much scoring at all in this game here. Uh, Josh Allen, 2-19-2, but he got... Um, uh, got beat up in this game once again. Derrick Henry, just 78 and a touch on the ground. And John Brown, 5 for 75 as well. Derrick Henry, almost 100 yards. He got a touchdown, but not much out of those receivers. As I mentioned, pumped the brakes on Corey Davis and A.J. Brown after two massive games last week, not so much this week. So make sure you temper your expectations with that Tennessee offense. But the Bills get a big win on the road, 14 14- to 7 Bills 4 and 1 Titans 2 and 3. Let's move over to the London game, the Raiders huge upset over the over the Bears and Josh Jacobs is the first running back with 140 plus scrimmage yards and two touchdowns versus the Bears since 2013. So the Raiders, huge win here, 24-21. Both teams are 3-2. and two. The Raiders actually led this game 17-0 in half in London. The Bears came all the way back in the third quarter with 21 unanswered points. They actually led this game late, 21-17, but the Raiders had a late touchdown to take the win. Chase Daniel filling in for Mitch Trubisky, 231-2. Josh Jacobs, great game on the ground, 26 carries, 123 and two touchdowns. And Allen Robinson remains the bright spot in that Bears offense, seven catches. On seven targets, ninety-seven yards, and two touchdowns. So the Raiders really surprised here. They looked great. Uh, Derek Carr was able to do enough, and uh, the Niners or Raiders, excuse me, just a big team win here. So very impressed. Um, I'm. Pretty shocked that they're three and two, but they're playing well as a team. They beat a good team here in the Bears. And I'm not sure that Chase Daniel is too much worse than Mitch Trubisky here. So uh, maybe an argument that Mitch Trubisky missed the game. That's why they lost. I just don't think so. Uh, the Bears actually flew into London on Friday, whereas the Raiders were there all week. And I think that's a big deal. Actually, before the season start, I had the pleasure of going over to London for the first time. And, uh, it's a 10 hour flight from the West coast. Um, a little, you know, maybe an hour or two shorter from Chicago than, uh, from the Bay area. Um, but nonetheless far, and there's a nine hour time difference. So that really wears on your body. And I just don't think that the bears were prepared for that. So that could have had something to do with it, with the jet lag. Nonetheless, they didn't show up. The Raiders pounded them. Raiders get a big win on the road. In London, we'll move on to New Orleans. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the second Saints quarterback since the merger in 1970 with 300 plus yards and four touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater is doing work 314 and four touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, 62 yards on the ground. Not much, but enough to keep him off balance. And Michael Thomas, Remains the focal point of that offense, um, even with Drew Brees out. Eleven catches, one hundred and eighty-two, and two touchdowns. The Saints four and one on the season, thirty-one uh, twenty-four over the Bucks, two and three. Um, Mike Evans, a big dud in this game. Uh, just three targets, no catches, no yards, a goose egg on your fantasy roster. Uh, really, really disappointing here. Chris Godwin, another nice big game. Um, he's doing very, very well with Jameis. And it looks like Chris Godwin is starting to take over Mike Evans from that number one slot. But don't get rid of Mike Evans. If you can, maybe buy him low. I think, you know, there's better days ahead as we've seen. But um, Chris Godwin is definitely the truth there. And uh, O.J. Howard, not much going on there. He is borderline cuttable at this point. I'm trying to stay on as long as possible, but really, he should be benched. I benched him in a league for Jimmy Graham, and Jimmy Graham only got a point or two more than him, but... Uh, O.J. Howard just not showing up. So Saints get another big win with Teddy Bridgewater, uh, 31-24, and they were showing before this game that Drew Brees is out throwing the football, um, so he should be back sooner than later. But the Saints are doing very, very well, and they remain um, 3-0 and at home and 4-1 and overall. To move on to the Vikings and the Giants. Vikings with a big win here, 28-10 on the road in East Rutherford, New Jersey. A um, lot of talk All week with Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen and then Stephon Diggs does he want to get traded does he not want to get traded was it rumors we had kind of a a two squeaky wheels getting the grease here Um, not much out of uh, Stephon Diggs but Adam Thielen huge game biggest of the year for sure seven receptions 130 through the air and two touchdowns Kirk Cousins nice game here just five incompletions 22 for 27 306 yards and two touchdowns and Dalvin Cook stays hot 21 carries 132 on the ground not much here for the giants uh daniel jones comes back down to earth he had two touchdowns three touchdowns maybe that he could have had through the air but he overthrew sterling shepherd there was another drop um and then he just missed another one too so uh unfortunately uh the giants are um we're not able to capitalize on golden tate coming back uh saquon barkley could potentially be back this week wayne Gallman was knocked out early in this game due to a concussion uh which hurt my fantasy roster for sure um but nonetheless uh the um the Giants could use some help here. So Saquon Barkley coming back sooner than later, most likely. But the Vikings, a big win here, um, you know, quieting the critics at least for one week, but three and two for them and two and three for the Giants. Let's move on to the Eagles and the Jets. The Jets. Let's see. Oh, the Eagles, excuse me, have 10 sacks most in a game since week three of 2007. So a huge game for the Eagles defense. I think in our league, we have a little bit bonus in our league of record, but they scored 55 points in our um, league of record, which was massive. Uh, Obviously, 31 to 6. The Jets still have not won a game. They did not even score until the fourth quarter. And the Eagles get to three and two there. So Carson Wentz just 189 in the touchdown. Jordan Howard, another touchdown, 62 yards on the ground. Zach Ertz, nice game, five for 57 and a touchdown for him. So nothing here for Falk and the uh, Jets offense. Le'Veon Bell not able to do anything with lack of a pass game. Looks like Sam Darnold could potentially be back um, next week, but – uh, the Jets are not looking good, and this is what I was worried about with Le'Veon Bell coming into the season, and sure enough, here we are. So unfortunately, the Jets are looking bad right now. We'll see if they can get better. If you can get Le'Veon Bell by low, maybe do that, but I'll go over our all in checker fold segment with uh, Lucas on the next episode. Let's move into Pittsburgh, where Baltimore comes into town, and this was a close game. This is actually a really good game. I watched a lot of it, but the Ravens come out on top. Justin Tucker with a game-winning 46-yard field goal. The Ravens escape, uh, 26-23. Mason Rudolph was knocked out of this game with a really brutal head-to-head collision. He basically went uh went limp, uh, you know, in the pocket when he got hit in between two defenders. He basically went limp, fell to the ground. You could tell he was unconscious when he hit the ground. They unscrewed his face mask and he was still wearing his helmet when he went off the field. He went to the hospital. He uh did go home. He was in the concussion protocol, but looked like he was um, in better shape than he could have been. So, you know, blessings to, to uh, Mason Rudolph, but um, the Steelers were just not able to get it done. Uh, 16 receptions out of the backfield two weeks ago against the Bungles for uh, Jalen Samuels and James Conner. Not so much this week. Not much out of this offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson just 161. Um, and a touchdown through the air, but he did have 70 more yards on the ground, and Juju Schmischuster, 7 for 75, and a touchdown. Nice bounce back for Juju, so you're going to continue to fire him up, but a frustrating day out of the backfield there for uh, the Steelers. We'll move on to Washington, where uh, the Redskins had the pleasure of getting the beat down from the Patriots, and the Patriots move on Pretty easily here, 33 to 3. However, it was 7 to 6 um, at the end of the first quarter with the Redskins winning this game. Uh, Sims, um, who was a, a backup receiver for the uh, Redskins, had kind of an end around, caught the Patriots off guard, and had a long reverse touchdown. Other than that, they didn't score. Um, so 7 to 6 early and then the Patriots took over and they had 33 uh, hundred points after that. So Patriots took care of business. They remain undefeated, the only other undefeated team outside of the 49ers and the Redskins have not won a game yet. So 33 to 7, Tom Brady 348 and three touchdowns, Sony Michelle 91 and touchdown. Nice to see him get on track. And Julian Edelman, eight catches, 110 yards and a touchdown. Tom Brady passes Brett Favre for third most passing yards in NFL history. He's on the heels of Peyton Manning. And then of course, he's got Drew Brees. And last but not least here, Jay Gruden. I said John Gruden a couple uh, episodes ago. Apologize for that. Jay Gruden, um, former Redskins head coach is the first coach of 2019 to get fired so he has lost his job no real surprise there um I feel somewhat bad you know bad for the guy because he wasn't set up they had a ton of injuries on the offensive line the defense Alex Smith going out they were actually decent with Alex Smith last year before he got hurt um no run game with Darius Geis being out and Adrian Peterson being over the hill. So unfortunately the Redskins were set up for failure with him. But I think Jay Gruden will get another offensive, um, offensive coordinator position here before too long. Probably not this year, but possibly next year. Let's move on to Carolina 34-27, a big win over the Jags. This one uh came down to the wire. Gardner Minshew for the Jags 34, uh, th- sorry, 374. Um yards and two touchdowns and both of those going to dj chark eight for 164 dj chark is definitely um the real deal for sure. Uh, on the other side, it was all Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, two hundred thirty-seven scrimmage yards, tied for a single-game team record. Christian McCaffrey is absolutely out of his mind. He did pull up limp in the fourth quarter with looks like just cramps. Um, <laughs> he, you know, scored uh, scored two touchdowns early and then a BC eighty-three-yard touchdown uh, late in the game to just really, um, you know, blow it open and ended up with, uh, with cramps. Um, but the backup running back came in for the pack, uh, the Panthers as well and scored um, a long touchdown too. So the Jags are really just getting beat up, but Christian McCaffrey remains, um, the top back in fantasy football by a long shot. he's actually on pace to score 100 more points than he and Saquon did last year. I don't think that's going to happen, but he's absolutely on fire right now. So if you drafted Christian McCaffrey, I'm sure you are sitting pretty. We'll move on to Houston, where the Texans obliterate the Falcons 52-32, and I'm not sure this game was even that close. It was um, 17-16 at half, and then the uh, Texans kind of pulled away. Here, Will Fuller had a massive game, and Deshaun Watson also had a huge game. Will Fuller had 53.7 fantasy points, most by a receiver since Terrell Owens in 2000 in standard PPR fantasy points. Deshaun Watson, 28 for 35, 426 yards and five touchdowns. Carlos Hyde, 21 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. And Will Fuller, 14 receptions, 217 yards and three touchdowns. Massive game for him. On the other side, uh, Austin Hooper, Uh, Had a good game. Calvin Ridley had a touchdown. Mohammed Sanu had a touchdown. Matt Ryan was doing okay. But again, a lot of it just has to do with garbage time, which nobody cares about in fantasy football because it all counts as the same thing. But unfortunately, the Falcons are just horrible right now Um, as an NFL team. uh, Julio Jones will have his big games, but he's going to be somewhat, um, you know, If they have no run game, which they don't seem to have much of right now, uh, at least to uh, strike fear in the opponent, I just don't see Julio really being able to um, separate and Calvin Ridley and. Muhammad Sanu are doing great uh, with Austin Hooper as secondary options, third and fourth options there in that offense. So Julio will definitely have his big games, absolutely, but um, not in this one. Uh, the real MVP here in this game was Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller. Massive games. Nuke, Hoppin, Nuke Hopkins, not much in this game. Once again, uh, if you can buy low on Nuke, go do that immediately. And uh, Kiki Cutie did come back, um, but not much here. Kenny Stills was not in this game. We'll move on to the afternoon slate. First up, we have the Broncos and the Chargers. We just had two games in the afternoon. The Broncos with a big upset here uh in Los Angeles. Vic Fangio wins first game as an NFL head coach. The Broncos get the win 20 to 13. So shouts to Lucas and the Broncos. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, Broncos were due, man. We've been talking about this. They are, they were easily the best a uh, winless team so far. They were not playing like an own four football team. They caught some rough breaks uh, and weren't able to capitalize on some things, but they, they certainly were better than 0 four. And um, we saw that uh, in um, week five, when they absolutely dominated the chargers, frankly, um, Philip rivers, 32 for 48, just 211 yards and two touchdowns. Terrible game for Philip rivers, Keenan Allen, not much through the air. Mike Williams had, uh, 13 targets um but not a not much there uh austin eckler had 16 targets 13 receptions out of the backfield a lot of those came on the last couple of drives where they were just checking down checking down melvin gordon did play but didn't do much in this game and um philip Lindsay, 15 carries 114 and a touchdown on the ground royce freeman had a nice game as well so that's a nice two uh Two headed monster there. And Cortland Sutton remains hot. A 70 yard touchdown right off the bat from Joe Flacco. Um, outside of that, he was just uh, three for 22, but nonetheless, he had a four for 92 and a touch on the game. So, Broncos get out of Los Angeles with a huge uh, divisional win. Broncos are still one and four, but the Chargers are two and three. And don't look now, but the Raiders are in second place uh, behind just the Chiefs there. So Broncos 20, Chargers 13. We'll get to the last uh, Sunday afternoon game before we get into the evening, and that was the Packers and Cowboys. This was a great, great game. If you own Aaron Rodgers or you started Marcus Valdez-Scantling or Geronimo Allison, you're pretty bummed fantasy-wise. But if you had Aaron Jones, you are thrilled. Um, But if you're like me and you traded Aaron Jones last week, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but if you traded Aaron Jones, you're not super stoked. Uh, But four touchdowns for Aaron Jones, 107 yards on the ground, more through the air, 19 carries. Um, but Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper came alive in the second half. Dak, 27 for 44, not terribly efficient, but he did have 463 yards and two touchdowns. Should have had much more than that. He overthrew a lot of targets and overthrew a couple of touchdowns, so Dak could have had a 504 probably on the game, but 463 and two for him, and Amari Cooper, a big game here, 11 catches, 226 yards and a touchdown. Zeke should have run all over the Packers, but he was held in check. Packers defense, um, as much as Dak and Amari put up yardage. Packers defense still looks really good. They actually shut out the Cowboys in the first half here. So Cowboys made some adjustments, came out, scored 24 points in the second half. But the Packers scored 14 in the first, 14 in the third, and three in the second, and the fourth. And they held off. So the Packers with a huge win in Dallas. The Packers moved to 4-1. and And 2 0 on the road, and the Cowboys fall to 3 and 2. So, um, big game. And I think that'll, this will come, you know, come wintertime. This will be a big uh, playoff implications where the Packers now hold the uh, tiebreaker over the Cowboys. Move on to Sunday night football, where the Chiefs and the Colts had a great game. The Colts have a huge, huge upset this week um, on the road in Arrowhead. Uh, I don't think anybody chose them to win this game. Um, the uh, Chiefs have the fewest points in the last 26 games with just 13. The Colts beat them 19 13. The Colts move to 3 and 2, and the Chiefs get their first loss uh, on the season. They are now 4 and 1. Patrick Mahomes, 321, and a touchdown. Uh, and Byron Pringle, this week's uh, random chiefs receiver to get over 100 yards and a touchdown this week it's byron pringle six for 103 and a touchdown and on the other side marlon Mack is an absolute beast 29 carries 132 on the ground the colts had one objective in this game and that was just to run over the chiefs and they did it often and they did it well and they uh really just kind of beat them into submission there were two or three times in this game too that uh Mahomes got hit and got up limping, legit gimp if you didn't watch this game. It was a legit limp um, and he doesn't really do that. So, I think he'll be fine. He played the rest of the game. He didn't leave the game. It didn't seem serious per se, but he uh he certainly was hobbled. So, we'll see what happens, but um, you know, Mahomes has definitely been human the last couple of weeks here. So, the Colts fall to the Chiefs. Or excuse me, the Colts beat the Chiefs, pardon me, in Arrowhead, 19 19- 13. We just went over the Monday night game in the beginning of the episode. And a quick reminder that the Lions and the Dolphins were on by. And after the break, we will get to the Ballers and Stallers and some waiver ads. Hey listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing, you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast page. You can always drop us an email at tcckpod at gmail.com. Of course, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review. We much appreciate your feedback and go visit our website, tckpod.com. No www, just tckpod.com. I've got my rankings. Lucas has got some articles and we've got more for you. Before we get to the second half of the episode with the ballers and sellers and some waiver ads, here's a quick word from our sponsor anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TC Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call. And we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's Anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Ballers and sellers for week five. Let's start with the Ballers at the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson absolutely on fire this week. Uh, 426 and 5. Touchdowns, another 47 on the ground, 41.7 fantasy points. Matt Ryan, a great game, 330 and three. Again, all garbage time, but it still counts all the same in fantasy football. He also had a rushing touchdown this week. Russell Wilson, 268 and 4, another 32 on the ground. Teddy B. Teddy two gloves. Bridgewater, 314 and 4. Kyler Murray, 253, no rushing or no throwing touchdowns, but he did have 93 and 1 on the ground. Um Kyler Murray. Is the fastest player uh, I've seen in the NFL. Um, he seems, or I should say, quick and fast, um, seems more fast than. Um, uh Lamar Jackson for sure maybe bigger strides for Lamar Jackson but the quickness and the choppy feet of Tyler uh, Kyler Murray when he broke free on a couple was just very impressive the difference is he's not going to find the gaps and the holes that he's used to in college he's not going to find those in pros because everybody's too fast but when he is able to find some space for 10 or 15 yards he is very very impressive Tom Brady 348 and three touchdowns Dak Prescott 463 and two Garner Minshew 274 excuse me 374 and two uh, Kirk Cousins 306 and two, Andy Dalton 262 and two. Let's go to the stallers, and I'm going to put Pat Mahomes in here probably for the first time ever. Uh, 321 and one for Pat Mahomes. Um, Jared Goff, 395 and one. Jameis Winston, 204 and two. Josh Allen, 219 and two. Jimmy G, 181 and two. The Niners absolutely dominated, but Jimmy Garoppolo almost threw about four interceptions in this game. Luckily, he didn't, but he uh, tried to. Carson Wentz, 189 and one. Lamar Jackson, 161 and one. 70 on the ground, but not much to do the air. Jacoby Brissett, 151, no touchdowns. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 238, and no touchdowns for him either. Philip Rivers, 211, no touchdowns, and two picks. Let's go on to the running max. Aaron Jones, massive game here. 19 carries, 107, and four touchdowns on the ground. Seven catches, 75 yards through the air, 49.2. PPR fantasy points right behind him, Christian McCaffrey, 19 carries, 176 and 2 on the ground, 6 for 61 and 1 through the air, and he uh, came up limping. So if he played the rest of the fourth quarter, he may have uh, passed Aaron Jones, but huge game out of both of those guys. Next up, Josh Jacobs, a great game here out of the rookie, Uh, 26 carries, 123 and 2, another 20 through the air. Matt Breida, 11 for 114 and 1 and 3 for 15 and 1. Through the air as well on Monday Night Football. Dalvin Cook, 21 for 132, 86 yards through the air on six targets. Philip Lindsay, 114 and one on the ground, 33 yards through the air. Leonard Fournette, over 100 yards again, 23 for 108 and a touchdown. Austin Eckler, uh, nothing on the ground, three for seven, but he had 15 receptions on, th- uh, I think I said 13 earlier. I apologize about that. 15 receptions on 16 targets and 86 yards for Melvin Gordon. Um, Sonny Michelle not quite over 100, but he did get 91-1 and 1 and 32 yards through the air, which you like to see there. Chris Carson, another big game, 27 carries, 118, and a receiving score there. Todd Gurley uh, stumbles into the end zone for two touchdowns, but just 51 on the ground and six yards on three catches through the air. David Johnson was a little bit hobbled up in this game, but he had 17 carries for 91 and another 65 through the air. He's pretty much the entirety of the uh passing offense there with the checkdowns in Arizona. Um, 70 total yards and a touchdown for Devonta Freeman, 132 uh, on the ground for Marlon Mack. Chase Edmonds, the backup for David Johnson, 68 yards and a touchdown, another 18 through the air. Um, And Zeke Elliott, 62 and one. Let's go to the Stallers. Alvin Kamara, 16 for 62 and 42. So over 100 yards, 104 total yards. Uh, which isn't terrible, but for Alvin Kamara, you expect a little bit more there. So 16 carries, 22 total touches for 104 total yards for Alvin Kamara. Le'Veon Bell, 15 for 43, 7 for 45. Again, not getting it done, 88 total yards on 22 touches for Le'Veon Bell. Tevin Coleman, his return, a nice game, 16 for 97. Um, And a touchdown here, but nothing out of the pass game. So great game on the ground, of course, and the Niners just dominated on the ground, but nothing out of the pass game, which was surprising there uh, for the – 49ers. Uh, Derek Henry, 78 yards. He did get, have a touchdown there. Um, a couple of other honorable mentions here. Um, uh, Mark Ingram, DeAndre Washington, Jordan Howard, uh, Carlos Hyde, and James Conner all had touchdowns, but not a big game. Otherwise, Joe Mixon did have 93 yards in his game, but about 60-plus of those came on the first drive, and he was very, very slow going the rest of the game there. Nick Chubb, just 87 yards on the ground. Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery, not much. Miles Sanders, just 15 yards on the ground, 49 through the air. And Royce Freeman, a nice game, um, but just 61 yards. He's not getting those touchdowns, but he is getting the work. Melvin Gordon in his return, Twelve carries, thirty-one yards, four catches on six targets for seven yards for Melvin Gordon. Damian Williams came back from injury as well. Nine carries for twenty-three yards and three catches for fifteen yards, and uh, not much else for the Chiefs' offense. As I mentioned, as the Colts played a great, great defensive scheme for them. Moving on to the receivers, Will Fuller, massive game as I already mentioned, fifty-three point seven most fantasy points on the on the week fourteen. Uh, receptions on 16 targets, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. Michael Thomas, 11 uh, catches on 13 receptions, 182 and two. Amari Cooper, 11 for 226 and one. DJ Chark, eight for 164 and two touchdowns and 11 targets. DJ Chark is the real deal. Adam Thielen, the squeaky wheel, gets seven catches on eight targets for 130 and two touchdowns. Chris Godwin remains the number one receiver in Tampa Bay, seven for 125 and two. Allen Robinson, seven for 97 and two, and a couple, uh, a couple, um, additional let's see alternates for the ballers for the wide receiver position Tyler Boyd 10 for 123 and one on 14 targets Cooper Cup remains a machine 17 targets in this one but just nine receptions 117 and one though he gets it done Julian Edelman 8 for 110 and a touchdown Michael Gallup 7 for 113 and a touchdown Byron Pringle 6 for 103 and a touchdown Ridley Sutton Juju Darius Slayton uh New Hopkins um And Sanu all had decent games. Nuke Hopkins just seven for 88, though, on eight targets. So Will Fuller, definitely the one taking over in this. Let's go to some stallers. DJ Moore, six for 91, not a terrible game, um, but just 15 fantasy points there. Tyler Lockett did get his token touchdown, but just 51 uh, yards on four catches there. So making the most of his opportunity, of course, but not huge numbers from Tyler Lockett. Mike Williams, 13 targets, but just six catches, 74 yards. He did leave the game briefly uh, early in the game. I thought he was going to be out, but he did come back, and he had a a huge game with Chris Harris Jr. shadowing Keenan Allen. Um, Keenan Allen did not have a good game, which I'll get to in just a second. But uh, Mike Williams, six for – 74, but he could have done more with the seven incompletions headed his way. Uh, DK Metcalf, two for 44, but a nice touchdown there. Larry Fitz, uh, just 58 yards. Auden Tate, who was really the biggest pickup in, in uh, waivers and also in DFS, just three for 26. He did get a touchdown, but he dropped another one there. Travis Landry, four for 75. Michael Hardman, four for 78. Uh, Marquise Brown, three for 22. He did have a touchdown, but not much otherwise. Jeffrey, 52 yards. Gordon, 59 yards. Kiki QT, three for 72, which is nice, but just three receptions there. Robert Woods uh, remains the odd man out in Los Angeles, five for 48. And Anthony uh, Miller, four for 52. But we're going to go down here. And uh, T.Y. Hilton came back after his injury, um, but he had just uh, four for 37. Kind of a a dud game there for him. Curtis Samuel, three for 19. Stephon Diggs, three for 44. Julio Jones, three for 42. Brandon Cooks, one for 29. He went out with a concussion. And Keenan Allen, four for 18 on six targets. Odo Beckham, two for 27 on six targets. Geronimo Allison, two for 28. Corey Davis, two for 28. And A.J. Brown, two for 27. So... A lot of duds this week at the wide receiver position. If you got one of the top guys, you probably won your league. If you didn't, you probably lost because a lot of those other guys just didn't come up with it. Let's go to the tight ends and we'll get out of here. Uh After oh, I'll throw some waivers your way, but um, let's go with uh George Kittle, my man, number one. He had one carry for 18 yards on a nice reverse. That was fancy. Uh, Six catches on eight targets, seven yards, and a touchdown for George Kittle. Gerald Everett, um, he and Cooper Cup are running the offense here for the uh, Rams. Seven catches, 136 on 11 targets. Huge game for him. Zach Ertz, five for 57 and a touchdown. Darren Fells remains hot. Two more touchdowns uh, for the anonymous uh, Houston tight ends. Um, Jared Cook, four for 41 and a touchdown. Austin Hooper, five. Six for 56, no touchdown, but a nice game. Will Disley, no touchdown here, but 81 yards. And uh, Ryan Izzo, uh, random New England tight end, gets his touchdown. Travis Kelsey, uh, four for 70. Let's go to the Stallers. Evan Ingram uh, left the game um, with an injury, six for 42 on 11 targets. Mark Andrews was also injured in his game, five for 45 on seven targets. um, James Shaughnessy, three for 57. Foster Moreau, four for 46. And Darren Waller, four for 32. So there are two legit tight ends in Oakland, which is great news for Derek Carr. Um, Jimmy Graham, just three for 41. Vance McDonald, his return, three for 34. Jack Doyle, three for 19. James, uh, excuse me, Jason Witten, three for 29. You're probably not starting any of these guys. Uh, But Tyler Eifert, who was a big DFS play against the Cardinals, uh, just two for 14 on four. Targets. So those are your ballers and stallers for the uh, week five. And let's go over the top 10 performers: Will Fuller, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson, Michael Thomas, Amari Cooper, DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, Matt Ryan, and Chris Godwin, all over 30 fantasy points in standard PPR formats. Those are your ballers and stallers for week five. couple quick waiver ads in lead to Wednesday's waivers let's go to the quarterback position Gardner Minshew still available in waivers he's got the Saints coming up the second best uh, quarterback matchup Gardner Minshew has been on fire with DJ Chark and the uh Jags look real good on offense. Um, they've got Fournette moving. Their defense is looking okay. Uh, they're I'm sure they're gonna get rid of Jalen Ramsey in the next couple of weeks and uh, get some more pieces there. So like the Jags moving forward, but Garner Minshew still available. Grab him. He's got the uh got the Saints on the road. Um, in Jacksonville. So at home, I guess, uh, for Garner Minches. So he's a great pickup there. Kirk cousins. I think he could ride the wave a little bit. He's playing Philadelphia fifth easiest matchup. Um, that game is at home for the Vikings. Kyle Allen, if you want to ride, um, uh, his, you know, uh, four touchdown hype from a couple weeks ago, he's playing in Tampa Bay. Keep an eye on him. And, um, you can also maybe throw a bone at Teddy Bridgewater after four touchdowns. He's in Jacksonville, though, uh, in that game with Gardner Minshew, and they are um, 11th toughest. So, um, you know, they're without Jalen Ramsey, though, because I think he's still going to fake his back injury until he leaves Jacksonville. So, um, probably a good move for Teddy Bridgewater, but uh, temporary expectations with him outside, of course. But those are a couple quarterbacks, a couple running backs, maybe just. Bad an eye at Jamal Williams. I know that Aaron Jones had an absolutely stellar game, four touchdowns. I get it, um, but they do want a time share there. They gave Trey Carson called up from the practice squad uh, over 10 touches. So when Jamal Williams is ready from his gnarly uh, injury when he got carted off two weeks ago, um, when he's ready to go, they will bring him back in, I'm sure, or Dexter Williams or Trey Carson. Either way, whoever's the backup to Aaron Jones. Worth a pickup. Also look at Rex Burkhead, who was a scratch late uh, in the game for New England against Washington, but they didn't need him anyway. I think he was just trying to get him uh, lined up for Thursday um, to play the Giants. So if he is back in, I like Rex Burkhead in this position here on Thursday Night Football in a short week. I think the Patriots are just going to run the shit out of the ball. Keep an eye there. Deion Lewis, I think, is fallen off of a lot of teams. If you're in a PPR league, Deion Lewis is always worth a match, and they get uh, they get Denver Broncos next week, who are the fourth easiest for running backs. Chase Edmonds also, if you are the David Johnson owner, pick up Chase Edmonds. They get Atlanta next week, um, very susceptible to the running back out of the pass game. David Johnson is going to get his, but he was a little bit banged up in this game, and Chase Edmonds showed that he is absolutely ready to be that next man up. Edo Smith might also be available. He remains to be a factor there, uh, you know, scoring touchdowns. He gets Arizona um, next week, so keep an eye on that. And then this is kind of the time of year to start looking at handcuffs too. So don't forget about Malcolm Brown, Tony Pollard, Justice Hill, Gio Bernard, uh, Latavius Murray, Ty Montgomery. Um, a lot of these guys here that might be uh, might be a potential option um, in case one of your big studs go down. So. If you have an extra spot on your bench or you have some dead weight or you have two or three guys who are injured who aren't coming back for four or five weeks or have a bye coming up, don't be afraid to cut those guys to bring up, you know, potentially league winning running backs. We see it every single year that backups and third string running backs come out of nowhere and they end up winning leagues for people. So don't be too scared to pull a trigger on those guys on, um, The uh, wide receivers waivers, obviously, Will Fuller. If he's out there in your league, go pick him up. He is a great, um, great option there, of course. Um, And, you know, Devontae Parker, I think, is another option. The Dolphins were on a bye. They're terrible. I get it. But one of the bright spots there is Devontae Parker. They get Washington, who's the second best matchup for the um, wide receivers. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see who throws this game. this one is in uh, Miami, so the Dolphins are really going to have to go out of their way to lose to the Washington Redskins, um, but either way, basically the loser of this game gets first pick, so we'll see who who wants it the most. Uh, Deonta Johnson looks good for the uh Steelers, but we're not sure who that quarterback's going to be moving forward. Trey Quinn gets Miami, seventh easiest for the Redskins. Jamison Crowder might still be out there. He gets Dallas, which I don't love, but Sam Donald should be coming back. Marquise Goodwin is always worth the flyer. Corey Davis is still out there if you have a deep bench. Um, Demarius Thomas for the Patriots, don't forget about him. And there's just a handful of other names out there. You know, I Allison might be worth it with uh, Devontae Adams still out. So keep an eye on your waivers there for the wide receivers, but there's always a ton of wide receiver options there. At the tight end position, Chris Herndon coming back off of suspension. He will be eligible this week. Keep an eye on Chris Herndon on your waiver wires. Go pick him up. He might take a week or two to get in the flow, but once he does, he should be. I think he will be a uh, top six you know, to eight tight end weekly with a big upside there. So Chris Herndon will be number one there. Gerald Everett remains hot and a huge part of this offense for the Rams. So keep an eye on him on the waivers. And then Jason Witten, Vance McDonald, Noah Fant, O.J. Howard might still be out there. I know he's frustrating, but he'd be worth a pickup if you have a deep bench. Um, and then Ricky Seals-Jones uh, had a dud on Monday night, as everybody did for the Browns. But he seems to be uh, taking over a nice position there for the tight end for the Browns so um, Nick Boyle is another deep name I want you to think about Nick Boyle is the uh, backup tight end to um, Mark Andrews in Baltimore Mark Andrews has been hurt the last couple of weeks, not practicing much. Um, he's questionable up until game time. Then he ends up playing. This week he got sh- rocked, ended up laying on the ground. I watched the game live, and he laid there kind of just blinking his eyes like he may have like been knocked out or something. I don't know, or just hurt his shoulder. But he ended up coming in, and he finished the game. And he was okay. But uh, Nick Boyle did have a handful of catches in his absence. So keep an eye on Nick Boyle because I think Lamar Jackson's going to want that tight end regardless of who it is. So those are some quick waiver ads for week six. And, um, we will have, uh, some more trade talk and we'll have a big preview of week six tomorrow with Lucas. But until then, uh, get on the waiver wire and uh, make sure you, you, uh, shoot us any messages you need to, so we can be ahead of the curve and always, 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 um, Keep an eye on who people in your league are dropping. Sometimes people are on bye coming up and they get dropped. Sometimes they think they're more injured than they're going to be. They get dropped or they're frustrated with them and they get dropped. Those are the type of guys to scoop up and keep for an extra week or two if you have the room. So, um, Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. I'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at football underscore pod You can also find us on Twitter at TCK underscore pod and on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Also make sure you check out our website, tckpod.com for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sick column. If you've gained any value from this episode, please leave a rate and review and subscribe to the episode. Please give us a like and a follow on social medias. It really does make a difference for an independent podcast like us, and we much, much much appreciate your love and support. Make the most of the rest of your day and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick to Kids fantasy podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Scott Guasco and I am out of here.